so this is the pretty okay gamers podcast how y'all doing today how so, y'all really how y'all? are all of we're, you doing today we're down south for this segment I'm, yeah i'm going. wonderful i'm wonderful good because i how about y'all y'all how y'all <laughs> I'm, um i'm 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 addicted oh boy yeah we can get into that. You're going to talk about video games now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about video games, right? Um, so I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And I'm Ed. Cool. And we are not, uh, I was almost going to say three dudes again. Yeah, that's no, easy. Easy. That uh, we're here to talk about some video games. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do today and not anything else. Um, so anybody got anything they want to start off with before we jump right into it? Uh, no, no, we could just, you know, why don't we just start right off with collecting corner with a K. With a K slash history. We got (laughs) history with a silent extra H. I don't know. I'm, I'm really struggling today. So let's just, uh, jump into that. So again, no collecting corner because there's really nothing collecting, but I wanted, and I don't actually. Know you, it would just be dust that's collecting at that. point. Yes, yeah, so at this point, it is dust collecting on the. Maybe collection. you're collecting experiences. Oh, oh wow. yes, there we that, go. that may like be that. it. I like that. That'd so be very millennial it. on brand, you know. Oh God, you know. <laughs> anyways, I'm not going to get into this. Uh, I, I don't know if Josh and Ed already know this, so if you guys do, um, please ignore it. Um, but I did not realize that Nintendo was 131 years old. And oh yeah, because of the the Hanafuda cards and stuff that they yeah. used to make mm-hmm. way back in the day. Yeah, so I didn't know I there went, was that that was the number, but I knew they were yeah. getting there, getting there. Yeah, so it's fascinating. I don't know if people, uh, the listeners, knew that, but Nintendo did not start doing, uh, did not is not just known for video games, and they are now, and that's all they solely do. Um, and you know, did, extra. Did you wish them? Did you wish them happy birthday? No, I didn't. Did you? No. No. I did. Don't make me sound like a terrible fan. Um, but I yeah. Called, I called Miyamoto directly and I wished them <laughs> happy birthday. Did you get a chance to see her like within his office too? Did you like do Teams or FaceTime? They should uh, be I sending probably, you a I box probably, tomorrow to return your Switch. Yeah, I, pr- I probably would have died oh, if I like yeah. saw his office and everything. I mean, it would be too be- much for me probably pretty cool but uh, it was just interesting to to read into the fact that uh, they start with the playing cards and how do you pronounce it ed hanafuda cards hanafuda fuda fuda gotcha um and then just the progression of uh to toys so like ra- there was like race cars mm-hmm. there was like some baseball thing that nintendo made that would shoot balls in the air and you would hit it with a baseball so it was like Ooh. it was pretty cool um yeah, baseball's pretty big in Japan, so... Yeah, that that was fascinating. It was just co- kind of cool to see that Nintendo's been at this longer than all the other competition, basically, because Nintendo's awesome. But it also just shows you that you could kind of see some of their... that the, the influence or the, the experience that they had making toys and what have you back um, in the earlier days of Nintendo sort of bleeds into some of the games and things that they make for the games or incorporate into it. So I think... For me, thinking about like the the Labo, it's a perfect example of them like sh- making something interesting out of cardboard, literally. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was fascinating, and too like the recent Mario Kart, um, the virtual Mario Kart game you can get for a Switch. So just some cool stuff. I'm sure the collectors and the people who have been uh, really into gaming for a long time, or at least have are older than me. <laughs> 
Are you going to get that, that though? Are you going to get the Mario Kart? Heck no. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. If I was maybe like 10 years old, I'd probably really want that. I thought you were going to say 10 years older and I was going to hit you metaphorically through this. I mean, if I have some kind of weird like memory lapse thing in 10 years, then yeah, I might want it too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think all four of my kids, even the baby, has seen that commercial and I don't think any of them want it. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah. Does, it, yeah, yeah. does that make you sad or happy? I, I'm, I'm glad. We don't need more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just play the one on the screen, for goodness yeah. sake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's very it sound, gimmicky. It sounds very gimmicky, like it would yeah. be something that would be nice for a little bit and then go away. So Yeah, it's like, you know, it's cool for 10 minutes and then you exactly. realize the RC card, you know, doesn't have a charge or hold a charge long enough to play with it. <laughs> Oh, those are old, old. Or you drive throwbacks. off like I'm a I'm throwing back to the old RC cars. Those, those were such terrible toys, and they were actually I used, the best. I used, to, I used to play with those too. Like constantly, I had the hovercraft and the fast tracks, and you get like you charge it for two hours, and you get to play play with it for five minutes. It was the best. Play with her. Play with it. It. Oh, okay. It. I heard her, so it. I was questioning. <laughs> Play with the, it. Remember, this is a family podcast. Yes, I understand that. It could have meant anything, but yeah. So that that's just all I got. So, um, some I didn't get to go into deep dive into it, and I I feel like I I would bore people talking about it, but it was just kind of cool to read into. And um, was yeah. this part it, of your research project? Eh, a little bit, yeah, but more. I'm still working on that. I'm I'm trying to just self-host something right now, so I'm trying to. Put I don't that know. Together. It sounds like he's like trying to sneak it in. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did say I could t- talk about this stuff, so it's don't fine. be backtracking. Yeah, it's, it's totally true. Fine. You did. You did say that to him. We gave him permission. Oh well, I'm not going to do this next time. Um, <laughs> so well, yeah, I'm let's just talk about. <laughs> let's just talk about some games that we played this week, and I'm going to go first because you know what? Dang oh, it. Okay. All Age right. before. No, beauty for age. Um, if it was age, it'd be me. Yes, but um, I wanted to finally tell you guys that I finally, st- you know, stopped saying it and just do it. I played Pokemon Red, uh, and wow. I'm really enjoying it. Why would you want to play Pokemon Red? Because I love Pokemon, and he's a Pokemon is... person. Just, Relax, I'm, I'm, calm. I'm totally just messing with him. What's <laughs> yeah? <laughs> what's ridiculous though is it took you this long to to get into it like it's there's no yeah. on-ramp to pokemon you just I, oh, play I, I know i know it totally is it's just <laughs> i would always find for whatever reason another reason another game to play and be like oh i'll just play it tomorrow and i don't know why i was doing this but i think i was afraid that i was just gonna like only play the pokemon pokemon red because of uh, like of memories nostalgia yada yada but no it's it's fun. It's actually kind of funny because I, I don't remember a lot about the game that I have to backtrack and remember. And I thought back to when I was how I was younger and I actually had the game guide um, for both Pokemon Red and Blue um, and remember how much I used that. The thing was beat up because I used that so much to get all the items that were hidden and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's some good feels. I'm really happy to start playing i pick charmander which i actually never pick the fire pokemon first always. i always pick water i always pick fire really I'm, you always, I'm always water you go with squirtle all the time i always uh, i always go with squirtle because blastoise is is life and yeah but they start out so wimpy 
All the yeah. all the water <laughs> Pokemon start out so wimpy. Yeah, I guess. But like I, Blastoise I, is awesome. I will give yeah, you that. Yeah, and even so, War War Tor. Yeah, War Tor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever that is called. Um, that's also cool. But yeah, yeah fire, fire all the way. I uh to um to Josh's point though, like yeah, Pokemon isn't something you ease into. Like you don't you don't prepare to play Pokemon. It's not like playing Last of Us Two. You, know. <laughs> you don't have to do mental calisthenics yeah. just to get into <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't have to mentally prepare yourself before you just rip somebody's head off. Um, yeah, that, that's totally true. I, I'm trying to think. I was, side note, I was listening to a show, a podcast, uh, where they were, <laughs> uh, maybe it wasn't a podcast, it was a, uh, it was a podcast that was doing a live stream for St. Jude. Uh, Josh, you'll know. Um, it was the connected folks, so like Stephen Hackett, um, yeah, Federico, and whatnot, and Mike. Uh, and what they were doing is Mike, the, these two gentlemen who are my age or local, uh, close to my age, were uh, quizzing somebody who's, um, I think he's a, maybe about the same age as you, Josh, maybe a little younger. I can't remember how old Stephen Hackett is. I think he's thirty-four. But anyways, um they were asking him questions about Pokemon and they would show like what a Pokemon look like. And he had to guess the name of the Pokemon <laughs> and it was, it was just priceless. It would, it, it would be, I feel like that would be the same way it would go if I were to quiz like Josh about it. But Josh has kids who play Pokemon. So yeah, um, I've seen too different. much of it. I also had a little sister who watched it every morning. So oh, I got yeah. to see it all the time. Still, that jingle is stuck in my head, and so is the uh, the ABC or the Pokemon rap song. I I think I still have uh, that stuck in my head. <laughs> now it's in my head. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, so I was playing Are, Pokemon Red. Yeah, and, we uh, still in your first game. Yes, relax. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and then Pillars of Eternity, I was playing. Uh, Can I just say I love this hour. section of our podcast? It's my favorite section of this. <laughs> it's like the shaming of the games. Like you shame How dare each you. Us. Why are you playing that? What kind of garbage That's are you garbage. playing this week? <laughs> but yeah, so I played Pillars of Eternity because I was watching a bunch of Baldur's Gate three. Um, yeah, lots of news this gameplay. week about Baldur's Gate three. So totally understandable. Pillars is awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was failing miserably, like I always do when we did the live stream, and I kept uh, one of my characters kept going into that fire trap or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, it was basically the same thing, except I decided to try and attack a bear that I was definitely not the level with. So I just walked into a cave, and a bear just mauled both my my wolf and my character easily. So and realized mm-hmm. I had to go the opposite direction because I was an idiot. So oh well. Oh, well. You can always do it again. Yeah, so I was playing that. So I've only really been playing uh, those two games uh, this week. How about you, Josh? Oh, too many games. Too many. And one of them has been just taking over my life recently. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy Dissidia Opera Omnia. <laughs> Is that uh, what you say? That's Is an that understatement, the... yes. right? Yeah, Opera Omnia. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't gotten that far in the story, I'd say. It's still in chapter five of act one so but i don't know i just have been playing it every day for better and worse oh, that, which that that brings me a lot of joy actually like knowing that you're enjoying it you know it's 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 a gotcha game so it's got yeah. me but it's not got me because i 
I get to buy all kinds of stuff from right. my characters. You know, it, it's like I like to see the story. They actually did a pretty good job with all mm-hmm. the different Final Fantasy characters talking to each other and the the Agreed. dialogue, which is shocking for a gotcha game like that. And then the the battle system just I really have enjoyed it. I always have since they released it, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I have fun with it, so I just keep playing it, and it's you know. It's just a big, big cycle, big circle of me playing this dumb little game. No, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like the exact same way, like the exact same feelings you did about it. Um, you know, I, I just played it for the fun of it, and I like the story. I like the character interactions. Um, and right now, like since I've, I'm pretty much caught up with everything. Like I just go in daily and and collect like my rewards and stuff. Yeah, uh, and then if there's an event that comes down, I'll do the event. But um, yeah, I yeah, was I was just so pleasantly shocked when they nailed the different personalities of the different characters and just the way they get introduced. I was like, how? Mm-hmm. Who's writing this game and why are they not making major Final Fantasy games? <laughs> Especially when right now there's like I think there's over a hundred and ten characters. It's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. even to give. The Onion Knight from Final Fantasy Two, mm-hmm. like a personality that three. fits. He he's from three. Oh, three. Sorry, because I haven't played either. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make sure he wasn't included in the really bad Final. Sorry, Fantasy yeah, game. I, I gave him a disservice <laughs> there. Yeah, no, he even he has a a characterization and a personality, and he's like mistrusts Mog, and it's like wow, this is like a whole whole thing. So I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, that's been taking over most of my time. Nice. And then I've been really heavily playing God of War and um, really hit the sweet spot. And just, it's a fantastic game. Really fantastic. It's, the, the first God of War or is this the latest one? This is the PlayStation 4 God of War. Oh, okay. So, you know, boy. Yeah. Where, you know, he wants you to read everything and, or wants the boy, boy to read everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I got to all the feels with the family feels and the, the you know, the father son moments and man, oh man. Mm-hmm. Just. Just good stuff. Just incredible characterization, story. Um, the gameplay is... There's Sometimes I feel like there's difficulty spikes and it can get frustrating with some of the uh, bosses or enemies, but then there's other times I feel like I just wipe the floor with something. Um, huh. There's a fight where you... There's a whole, whole type of collecting part of the game that you can fight the Valkyries to free them. And That's pretty I cool. was getting rocked by the first one I fought. But then I switched stances and weapons and just rocked her <laughs> like the fifth time. I just went in there and just it was a good five minute fight and she was done. So I feel like if you choose the right way to do stuff, it just it's way too easy sometimes. And it can be interesting, the difficulty ups and downs of that game. But all in all, it's freaking awesome and just so fun to play. So highly recommend, of course, which everybody else in the world also has done so. So nothing new, but uh, yeah, I have played. I still a, need to play. Oh, it. Go ahead. I still need to play God of yeah, War. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that snuck up on me, I finally got a chance to sit down at my PC with everything put together, um, and got to get back to The Witcher Three and just had one of the best moments Oof. ever in that game, and could not put it down for the hour and a half I played it before work. <laughs> Nice. uh, And I was just pining for it. And uh, yeah, just incredible writing, incredible um, acting, just so fun. So fun to play this moment between all these different Witcher characters. And um, yeah, really great game, of course. 
still. It's perfect so. timing too with the season two coming. I'm up. so excited for that. That's yes. going to be huge. Really looking wait. forward to it. Yep. And then you know the typicals. I I played a little Dragon Quest Eight and uh, a little bit Final Fantasy Eight and some Final Fantasy Ten. So a little bit of that. I keep uh I keep eyeballing um one of the guys uh, games stores that I buy from. They had a, a influx of collections turned in just recently, and one of them was uh, like a Final Fantasy or it was a PlayStation Two and PlayStation uh collection and they had like several copies of final fantasy eight or uh seven uh the tactics the what's it called uh the chronicles was it right yeah there's the anthology and chronicles anthology yeah mm-hmm. so that one too uh and they had them in pretty good condition um, you know what's really interesting is that um some of those places must sell through obviously through amazon because you can buy quote new copies end quote on amazon um i actually have been seeing the prices drop on them to yeah. like 10 bucks but normally they're like 20 bucks and you can get yeah. i guess they call them new copies which i mean obviously i couldn't figure it out for the longest time I'm like they're not reprinting these so what is happening here and i i the best i can surmise is that these smaller independent game stores are just getting really good copies in and yeah, they're practically new. Yeah. yeah, putting them up on on Amazon. So I don't know. That's you can find I, them like, there. I'm really surprised that they're even going to Amazon because the whole like, there's I wouldn't sell sealed games at Amazon because if somebody could open it and then like oh I don't want this and then they send it back that value of that sealed game is gone. Yeah, and so that's miser- that's so bad. But I yeah. will say I think all the v- copies that I've seen them selling on Amazon are the greatest hits versions. Yeah, so, so those are green, far less valuable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the green label. Um, what's it what was I gonna say about that? Oh yeah, they're the one of the guys I actually buy from a lot, double jump games in Washington. Uh they buy um factory sealed um Nintendo games like Nintendo sixty four. Like they, they have a manufacturer not manufacturer, they have a vendor who has uh, for whatever reason ha- these box like they're uh, fully complete sealed N64 games, all sorts of, uh, like, Genesis, all, all pretty much everything. Uh, if there, some of them, might, the boxes might be faded, so I color-wise and whatnot, but it's actually pretty impressive, and the prices aren't too crazy. I mean, granted, you're still talking, like, 80-plus dollars for brand-new sealed uh, N64 games unopened, so it's just kind of crazy to think that there's vendors out there that have such an abundance of this still... Um, just makes you really think i guess they were yeah. probably smart holding on to them yeah well i'm or, sure or they stole them <laughs> well yeah <laughs> <laughs> fell off the back of a truck yep. yeah but yeah good times yeah so those are the games i've been playing uh really enjoying the ones that i am and you know i my philosophy always has been ads which is you know scratch the itch you have and uh yeah i just i have been pining to play final fantasy games and yet god of war just i can't stop playing it so i just have been going with it and just really enjoying it yeah nice. there's nothing wrong with that yeah. nothing wrong with that at all so ed what about you oh man all right well this list I is st- so long <laughs> <laughs> i started the week playing uh super mario galaxy um it's just such a great game wait hold on you skipped super mario sunshine i'm, I'm still well yeah <laughs> why 
Because like, like chronologically, you would go no. that one, right? I'll I'll play the really bad one last. Oh, uh, okay, here, yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> I do that because you know I suffered with Mario sixty four, so I wanted to have like some enjoyment. <laughs> so I started playing Galaxy, and uh, yeah, I just I love Galaxy. It's so much fun. It's awesome. Um, I'm actually going to try to beat it this time. Uh, I think I'm almost done with it. I've I've gotten to the part where you like rescue Luigi and stuff, and then he can help you find like hidden stars. Um, so I was having a lot of fun with that. And then um, I've also been playing Dissidia on and off. Uh, I finally finally got my Arden all maxed out. Um, so now I have to save all my resources until Cloud <laughs> comes out. Because um, his, uh, his burst weapon comes out, I think, in January. So I just have to save all my resources until then because I don't want to have to spend money. Um, and it usually takes that long to, to save up for, to get like tickets and stuff. Cause I'll usually burn through like 200 tickets or so, um, trying to get a weapon. Wow. And those are pretty easy to get once you, uh, when they have like the events for the summon summoning boards that come out and you do those and you take all your characters through those, you can just rack up a ton of tickets. So that's usually what I do. Nice. Um, but yeah, the the big game that I've been playing <laughs> like nonstop, like I I swear I've been playing the crap out of this game, is uh, Genshin. Um, Genshin Impact, right? Yes, Genshin Impact. <laughs> My God, like I'm addicted. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> but uh, like I don't I don't know what it is, it is about this game because I'll be playing and I'm like, oh, it's a free game. It's probably just going to have the same monsters, just with different skins. Mm -hmm. But as I'm progressing further into it, it's like there's different enemies to fight. There's different bosses. Um, It it just keeps surprising me. And then same with like the quests and stuff. They just, they'll pop up and it won't be a quest that I've done before. It's something like completely different. It's not just your typical fetch quest. It's like you have to actually, some of the quests you actually have to find on your own. Like, it doesn't hmm. throw a waypoint and say, hey, you have to go. No, it's like, hey, you have to go investigate, like, somewhere in these mountains. And there's a treasure there. And you have to solve this puzzle. And uh, we're not going to help you. You have to figure it out. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of like that because uh, I kind of grew up with old games like that where it didn't always hold your hand. Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like the and n- then, most non-handholdy game ever. Yeah. That's and then there's true, a lot of, but... um, sorry, uh, there's like a lot of puzzles and stuff too that, uh, that's what I've been times... hearing is that the puzzles are actually really good for like the yeah, dungeons and stuff. For sure. Like I, um, so I keep shocking. thinking like they're going to use like the same puzzles over and over, but, uh, sometimes they do, but sometimes like you can find a hidden chest just by like for breaking a bunch of boxes and a chest will pop up or, um, I know one one quest that I thought was really cool in the puzzle was um, you have to get up to this I don't know, should I say it? Should I spoil it? It's not really story related. I mean, I think you should be fine. No, go for it. You have to get up to like, this floating island and in order to do th- so you have to um, turn three of these statues that are way off on like separate mountains and the only way to see them 
is if you stand in a certain position and then you can see like them glinting in the distance. So then you know like that's where you have to go to get to that statue. And then when you get there, then you have to turn the statue so it's facing the floating island. And then when, once all three are like facing each other, then it'll activate the, the thing to let you teleport up to there. Um, just stuff like that. Like I would, I wasn't expecting that to be in a like free to play game. I thought they were just gonna like half it. But, oh, I hope that doesn't count as a. <laughs> I mean, am I, I gonna get I, bleeped for that? I'll probably take it out. Oh, no. Maybe I will keep <laughs> it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Are we Given my, to my current adult? track record, who knows what I'll do? Right. But, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um. It's something you can easily sink a lot of time into. Like, I know I've I've explored a lot of stuff on the map, and then I found out that in about like four weeks they're going to be expanding it even more. So it's like, oh wow, it's just it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Sounds like the, it, yeah, like you just said, it's getting bigger and bigger, and more people are jumping on board, which uh, I guess is good to hear. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nice to see something different. Well, I mean, <laughs> even even the Giant Bomb podcast and the IGN podcast both talked about this game and how it's pretty AAA and it's beatable yeah. in its current form. So that one one of them were, uh, I can't remember which one, of course, they were discussing it and um, somebody posited, like, is this the future of AAA games? Is this, are we glimpsing the future? Which I hope not, but, uh, you know, that's what they were asking and people were commenting so um pretty interesting stuff though i mean yeah you can you can finish the story up to a point because they are going to release more story um but for now you can you can get up to like where it stops and more story is going to come out in the next update but pretty- I, I i know i've been going on like youtube lately and like that's all i see for like recommended uh videos is genshin videos oh my gosh <laughs> and i can't I just don't understand, like, a lot of these streamers are just, like, very nonchalantly, like, oh, we're going to spend $4,000. Let's see what polls we get on Genshin. It's like, I... $4,000? They have that kind of money to do that, though, you know? Yeah, I know, because they get it from uh, their viewers and stuff, but it's just... uh, Yeah, I think the company company made, like, $6 million in the first week. Yeah, and there's, like, millions of players already, so... They did something yeah. right, you know. It's it's done they right. Gotcha. They figured they out. Gotcha. The, uh, they gotcha. <laughs> they got a lot of us. They got a but, lot of. But this is what it takes, right? And, and this has always been my argument, and why I I can throw a game up on my phone and just be like, nope, this isn't for me. Like, there's polish here. There's polish. There's time and attention. I mean, it's not it's not Breath of Wild Breath of the Wild, but it right, is right. Really polished and really well put together. And the fact that you're saying that there are different quests and different puzzles and like somebody cares enough to put stuff in the game that's all it takes and i know that's all i'm saying is you know that's that's a lot of work but still yeah i mean i actually um looked into that company just because i I wanted to know a bit more about them and apparently it was formed by three college kids Hmm. who um they loved rpgs uh anime and manga so i mean it kind of makes sense. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's cool. an annoying fairy, but uh, still, you know, it's a good game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the voice acting, too, I was surprised. Like, Yes. There's a lot of voice acting in that game, and it's, I mean, it's not the best, but it's not the worst either. C- 
could be worse. It could, yes, it could be worse. It could Listen. be like Trials of Mana bad, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't yet to play that. Cool. So and the, oh, oh yeah, and then and then just to throw in at the end, I've been playing fourteen as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You followed it. Thank you for we following. We just leave every episode with that at the beginning. Like, hi, I'm Josh, Justin, and Ed, and uh, Ed's been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, all right, let's move on. To- <laughs> yeah. There is there is a an update coming out next week for fourteen. I heard so. that. Yeah, nice. It's yeah. interesting. I Which... I will admit I tried to play fourteen. Um, Did you? I created a character. I um, created whatever the the uh, dragon one is, the like half dragon. Aura. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, and I got to, I chose the whatever the pirate place is. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, L- Limsa Laminsa. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. And I, uh, you was... can tell I play this game all the time. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Well, I hope. I I went through, I guess, like a like one of one or two missions right off or quests right off the bat, mm-hmm. and I was walking around and I came to one of the crystals. That okay. You're supposed to, and I saw all the uh, the just a bunch of people sitting around. I'm like, yeah, I don't. So I, it, it like turned me off right away. I don't know why. It just I was like I don't want to play okay. this game, do I? So that's that. Okay, that's like the meme of fourteen is Limsa Lamin Limsa. Ah, now I can't talk. Limsa Laminsa. That's like the place that all the um very risque people hang out. Oh, and like they'll yeah. sit around that big crystal there. Yeah. So um, it, that's like kind of a running gag. Is you know <laughs> people go to Limsa Laminsa. Limsa. That's like their First reaction is, ooh, wow, this is like, these are some of the, the like, crudiest people. This reminds people. me of EverQuest. <laughs> I'm just kidding, slightly. Back in the day when, uh, it's a throwback to when the people had to stand in line to get in the instances and stuff. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. So that I used deal. to play, way back in the day, I used to play this game called The Realm. And oh, yeah, I, we... I remember people talking about that game like nonstop, The Realm. <laughs> yeah, and when you had to get into an instance dungeon, like everybody would form a line with their <laughs> characters and they would wait for somebody to go in and wait for like the door on it to reset. So the next person could go in. Well, and 14 if somebody... had a lot of that at the beginning when they messed everything up and it yeah. wasn't going well. And then yeah. obviously world of Warcraft most recently had that as well with uh, the well, classic stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was the, the, yeah, that it, I love the fact that people forgot about that or the people who have never played. <laughs> wow. And it's, it was here. Wait, <laughs> Okay. It was yeah. funny though. It was funny though because whenever somebody would cut in line or yeah. um like yeah. sneak into somebody else's instance, like like everybody uh would like go after that person and yeah. uh, player yeah. kill them. Yeah. It cracks me up. People like it's a bug. Yeah, well, but it's been a it's not a bug, it's a feature that was then <laughs> taken out because as, as time went on it didn't make sense for scalability. And right. and now now people are playing or and have been playing like games like WoW Classic and are just rediscovering issues that we just totally forgot about. So yeah, I just, it's but Justin, up. it's part of the experience. It's the experience. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I'm so glad we never jumped on that, Josh. Oh no, because, I never look, would have. No, thank you. It, it, uh, it. I don't know how well it's doing right now, but probably not so hot. It's probably worn off. But yeah. So you, you didn't like 14 then, huh? 
uh, I'll I'll try a different w- a route because it just felt kind of sleazy when I went to there. So that yes, explains it. Lim- is very sleazy. I recommend. <laughs> gotcha. um, Thank you for I that. actually didn't know there was a warning. So I, like I <laughs> yeah. should realize I had to choose a different yeah. guide, Justin. You got to have a guide. Jeez. I um I recommend starting in Gridania, which is okay. like the foresty city. Oh um, yeah, I'll have to try so, that then. You can either if you play if you want to start as a dragoon, you'll start in um, uh, Gridania. So, I would probably recommend that. Cool. So I uh, made my character as a thaumaturgist, and she's a what are the elves? The El El Eldin Elden. Yeah, El Elizin. Yeah, sure. And so I made that, <laughs> and um, uh, I was actually pretty happy with her. And then I didn't have time to really get in the game. I was waiting in line to get in, so I haven't really played it. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> uh... <laughs> you threw me off. <laughs> but, of course, now I haven't played it, and now I'm sitting back like, do I want to play that? Should I play something else? I'm sorry, and now I'm thinking about it. Okay. I'm thinking about playing, uh, you know, my typical, probably the human uh, paladin style. And uh, being yes. a tank, because that's my most favorite. So I'll but probably Diablo. switch over. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, it's not for everyone. I totally get that. But I mean, I I commend you guys for trying it. Well, out. I haven't tried. I haven't tried it. I mean, I played <laughs> I played the beginning missions way way back, and I haven't played it since. So yeah, I'll um, like yeah. I'll try a different route too. Cause, yeah, just def- definitely didn't. I yeah. I played it beta when it was really bad, like oh, way ugh. back in the day. Um, before they brought Yoshi Pion to like redo it, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, uh, update comes out next week, and it's for uh, the relic weapon quests, which I actually have the relic weapon for all my classes now. Yeah, I should of really be bragging about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, before Ed gives us like a history lesson about. Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I actually the... I have I have the encyclopedias for the game. So oh my lord! Like, I, I couldn't go through encyclopedias. The yeah, what? Oh, there's... they still make those. <laughs> there's there's a lot of lore in fourteen. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I have there the, is. I have the two volumes that are out right now for. Yeah. You know, you know what's you know what's good though, when X Blizzard. Uh. Wow, found ex some some co-founders slash other lead devs go to make their own studio, and now we get to sit and wait five plus years before anything comes out about it. So <laughs> that's the worst segue I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, no, I'm excited about this. Uh, I'm cautiously excited about this. Um, you know, it feels like a. Uh, who knows what actually happens in any of these games, studios, right? And so, yeah, it also feels like tantrumy in a sense. Like, fine, I'll just go do my own thing, and then boom, yeah. you've got a new studio, which is great. I mean, if they're really being mistreated, or or maybe they just had creative differences, who knows? But um, hopefully, that means that this is the old guard making cool stuff again yeah, and trying cool. to get away from the shackles of I don't know Activision. <laughs> Yeah, you know, which we, we, when you say it like that, it it just reminds me of Bender from Futurama. That's where right. He's like, "Fine, I'll go make my own game company. It's gonna have blackjack." Now, how do I start? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, but no, I'm I I think when this initially came out, and this is old news that the uh, yeah, ex Blizzard employees go to form a uh, a new um, company under the name of Dreamhaven. 
Um, they have like a little art it for the studio that looks eerily familiar <laughs> to wow. Um, and I mean, that uh, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like pretty dang close to it, but it just looks interesting. I, I, I look forward to hopefully seeing something come out of it. Um, uh, it, 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 I really do miss wow to a certain degree. And I would like to get into something like that without having to, to worry about the subscription. <laughs> That's usually the biggest thing that just sets me off. Uh, puts me off sorry so it'd be kind of cool to see them make games that they're good at making already or they have in the past but then also to like go into the different genres uh maybe some rts again go back to rts games so that'd be kind of cool to see is is, so is this subscription really that bad though because like if you think about it you subscribe to a lot of other things like you know netflix and okay so this is a this is a topic in itself. Well, but, yeah, let me, I can I simplify so. it? I think yeah, sure. I think I know a big chunk of it because it's a big chunk for me too. Which is yeah. that the subscription isn't really that bad. We, I, I think we all. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll say myself. I spend fifteen dollars on games every month, at least. I'm sure. You know, I could probably mm-hmm. go back and do the math and figure that out. But the problem is, it becomes stressful in a way to have to worry about, okay, I'm paying for this game. I better be playing it. And then it becomes almost like a chore in some ways. Not that I'm not enjoying the game, but I need to figure out the time to make sure that I am getting the most out of the game every single month because I'm paying subscription for it. And, you know, that money could be going towards something important like food or (laughs) I don't know, you know. And so it, it needs to be justified. And then I'd sometimes you know, overthink it. So that's for me, it, yeah. it can be, it can be stressful. I think that's why it's different for me is cause like, I don't think about it. I just like set it to auto, um, you know, auto pay. And I don't think about it, which is probably bad. Like don't take financial advice from me. I <laughs> really <quite laughs> recommend it. But, uh, Good to that's, know. <laughs> that's probably why it doesn't bother me as much. The other no, thing I, is, I, I feel as though, and I'm sorry, I'll let you get yours in too, Justin, but I feel as though I have so many subscriptions right now. So mm-hmm. many things that I'm subscribing to that similarly, I feel like I need to be taking full advantage of. Or And I also often feel as though I have to juggle my subscriptions to make sure that, okay, I, I didn't really watch you know this much Dragon Ball this last month, so I'm going to turn this off and come back to it later and that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing for me is this. Josh pretty much explained it. It's just this, the for me, uh, the anxiety of like, oh, okay, I'm not using this enough, or I didn't use it enough this month, or uh, I, I almost have the stress of I only can play this game because I'm paying for it monthly, and anything else that comes out, I can't focus my time. Like I just have this pressure to constantly yeah. play it. So yeah, and, and then the other part to it is like, I, I do have really weird times that I play games, or weird, really weird times that I want to jump into a game or, or weird slots of time. And so for instance, I haven't really gotten back to final fantasy 14 to make my character and to do stuff. And, and I've wanted to play it for the last month or so. So it's, Mm -hmm. I feel as though it would be difficult. So who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. You've got time. You don't have to rush into it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend anybody, rush into uh an mmo like that yeah yeah no and now there's a lot i think they realize that too is there's a lot of people who are in different situations where 
it might not be a, a good start for them to just start paying to play a game they don't know they're going to like yet. So I really like the uh, approach that they have that it's free to play up to a certain point. And yes, it's for still sure. Like full, full-fledged uh, ability to, put, to use any of the utilities and anything in the game, even at that free point, which I think is fantastic because they didn't used to do that. I know they didn't do that before, but. Uh, it's really cool. Well, yeah, they're so. they're making money off of you know players like me, so they don't have to worry about you guys. <laughs> yeah, their favorite players are the ones that subscribe and don't play it. So, because <laughs> yeah. uh, they don't whine about it. Um, I'm gonna leave the one topic in here uh, because it pertains to one of the games that I have for the Offbeaten Trail. So, oh, um, that's fine. I didn't want to. We could talk about those down there. So, but if you guys don't mind, let's try and take a quick. <clears throat> quick break <laughs> and then we'll jump into the topic unless you guys have something else sounds good yeah cool. sounds good and we'll take a break right now right now yeah we are back bam 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 lasers boop boop psh, psh, psh. Pew, pew. It's, it's wow! Top, it's topic time. Are, I think we need back? actual sound effects now. If you're going to do, I stuff mean, I like can, that. I can just, do the sound effects. That's fine. Pew, pew. That's just way too. There we go. Okay. That sounds All way right. better. Those are at least on key. <laughs> <laughs> that was like there's a, a key C, for. There's, that's like a C, C minor. <laughs> uh, <sighs> or well, C sharp. Sorry. Can, can, can you can you imagine if they did that for like the lightsabers in Star Wars? If it was just some guy. Like going like wow. So, <laughs> I think it'd be great. There's certain Star Wars movies that would be enhanced by that. Yes. <laughs> you're probably you're probably right. Pew pew pew. And then you, yeah. The same guy would have to do the voiceover for everybody yes. talking on the screen. Even you know if if it was a woman, it, she'd have to do the men's voices. If it was a guy, she'd he'd yes. have to do the women's voices. It'd be perfect. I think we just got we have ourselves isn't, a is, good movie. Isn't that like Mystery Science Theater though? <laughs> I was just gonna say yeah. the same thing. I love that show. It's yeah, so good. It's great. Well, that's not what we're talking about today, but uh, that is that does sound pretty interesting to be quite honest with you. Um Wait, you've, this you've is never a, you've never seen Mystery yes, Science? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. No, 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 I definitely Sorry. have. No, I was saying um that's just an interesting topic, but we have something else to talk about today, Ed. That's I know. I'm trying to tell. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know, Justin. Uh, so Sid Meier, not, this isn't actually his tweet, but this is a rant. Uh, I don't know if that, who the person is that made this tweet, but, um, but Sid Meier had just released a, a memoir recently. Was it just I guess recently? it was recent. And I, I, I'm always confused by memoirs. I thought the rule was you had to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did too. I'm pretty sure that is the case. Is he still alive? Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Sid Meier is still alive. So oh, somebody uh, leaked. these are his memoirs. Yeah, somebody leaked his memoir too soon. Yeah. Yeah, somebody too leaked soon. it. They're like, oh, you, you're going to die well, in, I mean, in 2020, so let's release but it. Yeah. Does it surprise you when like the guy names every, he puts his name in like the title of it's every like Tom game Clancy's. he makes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he was pretty famous after Civilization. So, yeah, you know. yeah. Eh. But Miyamoto doesn't like say Miyamoto Super Mario Bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I getcha. I getcha. Throwing shade. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I saw this tweet, and somebody was tweeting one of the pages out of his memoir and was talking about game design. So, I thought it'd be interesting to discuss it here. I don't know if I should read the whole page. 
or just a section of it? Um, just is there a, like a, a can you like actually a read it from or... the picture? Is this plagiarism? Can, yeah. Not plagiarism. Is this is no, this copyright? No. I mean, it's it's like you know, a few sentences, few paragraphs. All so right, it's good. Nothing. Yeah, that's you, you, Why don't you, you can only read, read like thirty seconds of it though before it becomes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to speak it faster than just yell seconds. stop when I get too far. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so he's talking about his friend reminding him of his own axiom about games, and so. Um, this friend was saying that he wasn't having fun when his bridge got knocked down in, in one of these board games or something. And so, um, Sid Meier, I guess his axiom, as he says, is to, for the player to be having fun and that the player should be the one having fun, not the designer, I guess is, is what we're, Mm -hmm. we're boiling this down to. So, um, so I'll just take it. It says, uh, it seems like players ought to appreciate the hardships we throw at them. And he's talking about as designers, you know, that we as designers throw at them. That the whole reason that they play is to prove their worth, but it's not. People play games to feel good about themselves, and random destruction only leads to paranoia and helplessness. So this is talking about his friend's bridge was destroyed randomly in the middle of a game for no reason, as, as his friend put it. Um, thwarting an enemy's attack feels worthy, but recovering from an ambush is a relief at best. Unfortunately, the flip side of that imbalance is that the designer feels powerful and clever, which is what makes these unexpected setbacks so tempting to implement. As, a major, as major plot points, they're practically universal. Your trusted partner steals the treasure. The damsel who begged for help is, double, is a double agent. The noble scientist has a secret weapon to wipe out mankind. The princess is in another castle. Nice. <laughs> or in other words, the player did everything des- the designer asked of them, and then the rules changed for no reason. A sudden re- reversal of fortune is only exciting or dramatic when it happens to someone else. When it happens to you, it's just a bummer. Mm -hmm. The player may soldier on out of defiance or irritation or just basic acceptance that this is how games are supposed to be, but their experiences has been diminished. Their experience has been diminished nonetheless. I'd recognize these pitfalls when they were part of a linear storyline, but Bruce's comment helped me see that the same principle applied to even the tiniest plot points in open world games. All random obstacles are, on some level, crafted within, quote, imagine the look on their faces when, end quote, mentality which can also be loosely translated as hey hey i designed this look at the big brain on me the game isn't supposed to be about us he's talking about designers the player must be the star and the designer as close to invisible as possible so i i kind of boil this down as uh, the designer should be designing for the player to enjoy themselves Mm -hmm. and enjoy should be the optimal word i think because when you talk about fun it can be so many different things um and some people enjoy different aspects so i wanted to just talk about this between the three of us and see um how this applies to us and the games that we like um so i guess to start out uh how how do you guys feel about that like what i just read like do you agree with it or do you disagree and why I mean, I completely agree with the part where, you know, the the whole point of the game is for the player to have fun in some aspect. Um, I don't know if you've ever played a game where you're not having fun and, you know, you end up not playing that game any further. Uh, I know I, <laughs> yeah, I've done yeah, that a lot it, growing up sure. with a lot of really bad Nintendo games. Like if, if I didn't enjoy the game that I rented, like my whole weekend was basically shot. Yes, for sure. So. Um, I, I totally agree with that aspect on the fun. Um, and I, I know 
some designers though i i know they include the fun but they also um sometimes they do like to to show off but i think a big thing too is sometimes the designers are just trying to tell a story as well it might not always just be for the fun factor but sometimes they just want to tell a story yeah and i okay. i think from that if you want to piggyback off that comment you've made ed in the process of trying to make a story they could make something difficult to to kind of set that emotion of, of that story at that time something that's really difficult and frustrating mm-hmm. and then it progressively it gets easier or harder just to kind of tell that story and um yeah that's a that's a good point i actually didn't even think about it from that perspective and a lot of that too is the whole um you know carrot mentality too you know yeah having the player chase the carrot the whole time yeah and i think the spirit of it is that when it's disconnected or seems to go against what had been that carrot dangling in front of the player the whole time, like mm-hmm. you dangle the carrot and then the player gets the carrot and it turns out to be Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Why have I been playing this forever? Yeah. Um, like the Witcher three. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Jeez. Um, so I think I, I mostly agree with this personally, just because I think that, when the player's not the focus or you're not worried about the player enjoying themselves mm-hmm. or the the playability of a game, I think that's when a game really suffers Yeah, and um, just becomes something less. <laughs> and there are definitely a lot of games that seem to be, I feel as though, you know, Sid Meier makes mostly strategy games, I'd say. I'd, I would and sim- And simulation stuff too. Yeah, lots of simulation style. So I think this is more focused on that style of game because I think for designers within that space, they have a much harder time not just making cool systems to work together to make a cool game that they think is really neat that, you know, they built. And they forget completely about the player. You know, there's a lot of older strategy games that you're like, what? How do I even play this? Is this even fun? And it's not. Um, And so I think that's where Sid Meier has has his success with Civilization. I think he built a relatively simplistic game compared to some of the other major strategy games at the time. So so with that in mind, if if a game really needs to set up that hardship, or or I guess I should ask, do you think a game has to set up hardship in order to make that valuable to the player or enjoyable for a player? I mean not necessarily. I, I mean, I agree with everything that he, he stated pretty much. Um, I think another way, too, that that can... Uh, the whole thing with the the bridge being knocked over and the developer getting mad. Like, I can see how... Um, who's the who's the, the game company that does Grand Theft Auto? Why can't I think of them? Uh, Rockstar. <laughs> Rockstar. Um, like, a lot of their games, if you think about it, like, they don't care if the bridge gets knocked over. Like, th- they actually encourage their players to knock the bridge over. Right, yeah. um, you don't see them complaining like, oh, I've made this whole city and they players just keep killing all the people. Like they burn it down. <laughs> like they encourage that, um, that kind of play. So I, and again, I think that kind of goes with the whole idea of uh, catering to the fun aspect to the player. Um, but at the same time too, you want to create like that challenge because you don't want it to be too easy to the point where they like get bored with it. Um, yeah. You have to have that challenge and that progression so that they, they kind of feel like they're getting uh, stronger or, or, you know, being more rewarded 
uh, as they continue their journey. Right. And for me, like the, I, I thought about this for a while and like, I kept thinking of like the genres of games that, because there's, there's particular genres that are specifically meant to be uh, difficult slash or challenging the, the player while others are supposed to be um, kind of something you listen to music and play, or at least they're, um, you get that satisfaction of completion, completing a task or uh, doing something that's monotonous enough that it, it's fulfilling. It's it's like itching that scratch. Um, so the way I look at it is like uh, clearly when someone's making a Dark Souls game or a Dark Souls-esque game, <laughs> they're not mm-hmm. focusing on someone having a lot of fun. I don't think anyone goes and is like, yeah, I'm going to have a real good time on a Friday night playing Dark Souls because I'm just going to go through a bunch of fields slashing and destroying anything I can see. No, I'm I don't going know. to be... Ch- I, I wouldn't have fun. <laughs> I love well, those games. Yeah. Well, so I was going to bring up Dark Souls as an interesting example because mm-hmm. do we consider that to be a game with difficulty and hardship just because, or is there a reason for that? I think there's, right. a, do they I think tie there's a reason for it. I don't think yeah. it's just because. I think it's There's a reason why way. games are continually based or not based or take that approach or take the structure and the gameplay style of this of dark souls and then try to replicate it or improve on it or spin it off of it they've obviously created something there so yeah that's yeah i feel like dark souls really walks the line mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because can, yeah i guess there i think there are a lot of people that won't or can't play them for that very reason like they make their they make their design based on the fact that you can be just killed at any moment by anything and you may not even know it's coming. Um, and some people really get into that and mm-hmm. some people really don't. Yeah. And then there's everybody in between. But that's definitely like their brand, you know, and it's it's very, I don't know, it's very well designed, but it also, it walks that line where they're trying to pace it enough where it's not constantly happening every single second. But it also happens often enough that you feel like you need to be super cautious and you play the game a certain way. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, too, because they tie it all to the lore, what little there is, or the world, and make you feel a sense. It, it's almost as if to give you a sense of the world around you is incredibly dangerous. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one thing I like about it. But it definitely is not for everybody. And it definitely no. is a very specific type of fun, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other, so what are what are some other games that um, do you feel either do this incorrectly or or are good at it? Um, I had one, and I know Ed wants to jump in, so <clears throat> make it easy. Um, a, a good uh, genre slash game uh, would be like all the permadeath games or um, like roguelikes uh, that are that have that sort of feel to them. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of like Dead Cells, for example, is the one that, or even yeah. Children of Morta, that I would say do a decent job of it because um, you fight to a certain degree until you die. And in uh, one of the games, Dead Cells, you basically start all the way over, but anything you've collected in the meantime, you can now unlock throughout your next playthrough and things get easier or slash harder along the way. Um, I think it does a pretty good job of that, um, but it's not a Dark Soulsian game. It's a uh, roguelike. Is it rogue? Like permadeath roguelike? Whatever. The yeah, I mean is. they get so intermixed. Who knows? So, I can think of a game that doesn't do it correctly. Final Fantasy VII. No, no. <laughs> uh, I would say Final Fantasy II. 
Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> because like yeah, if you if you've played that game, like and I love Square, don't get me wrong. I'm like a huge Square fanboy. But when you play that game and it we becomes it becomes like a huge chore just to level up your characters yeah. to the point where you, you don't care about the story because you're spending all this time trying to level various stats like that just sucks the fun completely out of the game and that whole game is designed around that whole mechanic of you know grinding your characters and i think that's that that design was done poorly and i think that's a good example of this where like they they weren't really uh, thinking of the player and the player experience when they Mm -hmm. designed that game i think that uh when i think back it it's a lot of older games that have this problem. Yeah. And yeah. that is because I feel as though modern games, whether they know it or not, maybe they're just aping what others do. But I think a lot of modern games have learned this lesson. You know, you have the, um, the old style or the older, newer, I guess, newer, older. I don't know where <laughs> you have no health, but you take damage. And then if you duck down, you can regenerate and then you're back in the fight or, you know, you, get killed but you could just hit, hit x and you're back in the the fight uh started over somewhere but, you else know, yeah somewhere else or you know it, it's just it's i think that games in general especially AAA, have learned a lot of lessons from this from older games way mm-hmm. back like you're saying final fantasy 2 just like haha gotcha you gotta have <laughs> you gotta keep, have this or keep doing this or keep grinding yeah. um and I don't think newer games, I think newer games know that if you start doing that, you're catering to a really specific audience, to a really mm. uh, very specific group of people. It's not mainstream. And you can get more mainstream and more fun and more enjoyment for more people if you have a game, say, that um, you know, takes that into account. Just, just to piggyback off that, too, like, you have to think, too, that it, it's, uh, it's all about making money. So a lot of the, these companies, they don't want to make games that players are not going to like. No, yeah, so, totally. I mean, the industry's been around long enough that they probably have caught on to the pattern of, oh, what, what's going to sell? And, you know, they can see and, and look at players, see what they enjoy playing, see what everybody's buying. And like you said, they kind of mm-hmm. mimic, mimic that uh, with the games that they put out. I think the games that play with this or play with different aspects of this now do it really um really deliberately mm-hmm. like a lot of the indie games or even mm-hmm. the dark souls games like it's a very de- deliberate design choice and just baked into the game in a very specific way mm-hmm. that it isn't a chore it isn't a problem it's it's supposed to be interesting and new and this is where you get all those people commenting like oh man we're getting back to the old style games where it's just brutal for no reason yeah <laughs> yeah and, you know, I, my big example is always Metroid. I talk about that game on this podcast way too much, but the original <laughs> and receiving that as a gift way too early in my life and mm-hmm. not being able to play it and just being so frustrated with that game because there was no explanation. There's no place to tell yeah. me how to get things done or what to get done or where to go. And it was so brutal and hard. And you just, as a child, I was just like, no, I'm good. I, I don't. But, I got to write down this code to even get back to the part that I was at, and it's just for, forget. But it. you, appreci- you appreciate it now, though. I appreciate now that I played it and that I got to be a part of that, and I had the experience. I still think it's a, a poor design. Of like, course, it could, it could have been way better. Like, um, and that's proved by Super Metroid. Super yeah, Metroid is amazing, or, or Metroid Fusion. 
Oh, Fusion. Or Metroid yeah, Prime. Good times. Or, or uh, <laughs> what's the other one that's on uh, Game Boy Advance? Is it Zero Mission? Yeah, yeah. Zero Mission. Oh, that's a good one. Which, is, which is a remake. Which was the of, remake. Of, the remake, yeah. yeah. Of uh, Super yeah. Metroid. So I'd like to kind of throw a wrench in there because I, I was, for whatever reason, this game came up in my head um, because it's I swear, I swear if you say Final Fantasy VII. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's you, not even You close. can continue then. Okay. Um, there's one game that I think it did it really well uh, by playing, having like different aspects <clears throat> built, uh, designs built into the game itself, uh, providing uh, a variety of different types of players to enjoy the game um, the way they want to enjoy it. And that's Stardew Valley. Um, mm-hmm. And that sounds weird, but think about it. You can take that game to different extremes that it is designed so that you can be as uh, retent or as OCD as possible as a farmer specifically and, and outright just solely a farmer. And that in itself is difficult because you have to learn how to manage crops. And, and then it also has the fun aspect of uh, providing all the um, story to it, the, the small but yet subtle storyline behind it. It engages the 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 gamer. I keep saying user like I'm at work. Sorry. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh, it's kind of it's a hard habit to beat. Yeah. Um. But you have that. You have the cooking. You have like all the 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 dungeon quote dungeon crawling or searching through the different dungeons that it has. Um. Getting the special items, things like that. It's just and it's made by one person. So, it to me this is something that like fits this special mold of being able to design a game that the player really enjoys playing and has fun and capital F U N fun, but then also still very challenging. And is you get the sense of pride that you've completed maybe, you know, the ability to have a successful farmer, be able to produce the crops that you need to survive in the game. So I don't know that it was just this weird feeling I or thought I had when, I um think about it. I don't think it's I don't think that game choice would be weird. Um just because I think that game's more designed and there's other games like it too where it, it caters more to the creative side of players mm-hmm. where it allows them to kind of create the game for themselves. Um like I, I know Animal Crossing does that, games like SimCity or uh The Sims, basically where players are creating their own experience uh, they're just basically given the tools yeah i argue that stardew is probably a little bit more difficult than animal crossing but well, I yeah don't know. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm sure it is <laughs> so but. i would argue that uh stardew valley is the pinnacle of what sid is arguing for here that that game was designed with the player to mi- in mind and all aspects of it yeah. and yeah there's different types of fun that players can have mm-hmm. But it's clear that that is a love project that that guy created. Oh, heck <laughs> that yeah. It, it is all about the players. That, that game, there's no point in that game that it's telling you to do something and then later says, never mind, that wasn't what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Or, nope, that, you know, it doesn't turn on you at any point. It's very clear and uh, concise with these are the things you can do and these are the things to achieve your goals and stuff yeah. like that. I think it's a great example that you bring up of 
when you design a game for the player or with mm-hmm. the player in mind to enjoy themselves or to delve into it, it can still be incredibly challenging. But oh, yeah. it's, it's so rewarding and so satisfying. And I think that's, it, it's really the, a great example of what I think Sid is talking about here, yeah. that when you design it like that, people just enjoy themselves and they just come to it and feel, I certainly, when I play that game, feel very accomplished and uh, just great at, at building farms, even though I'm terrible. Yeah, at it. right. It just, yeah. I just have so much fun with it. So, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that that game, the farming, is not nearly as complex and difficult as the, the planting in Final Fantasy XI, where like you, uh, had to, okay. you had to plant your seed at a specific time on a certain elemental day, and then you'd have to harvest it like during a certain moon cycle and all that. Yeah. You lost me. At yeah. Yeah, moon exactly. Cycle. <laughs> yeah, you had to keep track of the moon cycle and the days and the elements and all that and the time. It, yeah. I remember playing that game and uh, I'd be like out somewhere at like a party and I'd just be like, sorry guys, I gotta go. I gotta go harvest my plants. <laughs> that is ridiculous, Ed. I but then I would, I would be uh, lying. I haven't done that to go to a raid or something. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I mean, World of Warcraft right there. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> sorry guys, I'm sick. <clears throat> I gotta get a raided. <laughs> Ma, I can't go downstairs to eat the dinner. The meatloaf, Ma. <laughs> yeah, you race home, log in, and, and harvest my plants, and hope I got you know home in time because it's a very short window. That is insane. I I think that uh, just to give another example, maybe to, to close this out. Um, this is how I feel about <laughs> the Gotcha games, right? <laughs> I, I mean, it's like baked right into the pretend title, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I'm always like, man, I'm having so much fun with this game. And then it slaps you with the like, okay, cool story, but you've got a timer now, you know, <laughs> like we don't want you actually playing this game. We, we want you to just pay for it. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I just feel icky when I play stuff like that. And it's, it's clear that you're not designing this for me to have fun or me to yeah, enjoy catch. the cool design that you played or, or yeah. put together. It's, it's just so that you can harvest money from me constantly. Yeah. And that's not the game I want to play. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people on some of those other podcasts I mentioned earlier captured it best. Like if there was like a season pass for Genshin Impact, I would feel way better about that game. Like if I could just pay them 20 bucks and get all the characters unlocked and the story and, you know, all the stuff. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That game would be incredible. So I don't know. Oh, no, you don't want to play Genshin, huh? I do. I do want to play it. I just, it's because of the type of game it is. Mm -hmm. And so I just took it off my phone. So I want to play it on PC if I play it, but because of the type of game it is, it automatically hits a different rung on the ladder of games to play where like, I'm like, I have this pile of amazing AAA or, you know, uh, uh, indie games that are incredible and have like the highest marks in the gaming industry. And I'm going to give those up right now to play this gotcha game. Like, I don't, that's uh, something I want to do. No, oh, it's, it's pretty much what I did. Yeah. No, I, I totally, I totally understand um, what you're saying. But um, I guess I'm just a sucker for some stuff like that. I mean, it's a great game, so it, it's hard. It's, it's hard yeah. when you, it's, it's easy to think that way. And then when you start playing it, it's like, oh man, I've, what happened? That was two hours. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and the, the only timer thing that's really in that game is uh, like the resins for opening certain chests. Um, other than that, there's there's no real 
limit on like what you can do. I think they did a really fantastic job with their gotcha system because it's not very gotcha. It's like if you want, sure, go ahead. Otherwise, play. I mean that um, and enjoy. Yeah, that's how I feel about so. Dissidia too. Like I don't feel like they Agreed. really force you um, to like, hey, you got to pay for this. Like they'll have their banners and stuff for characters and weapons and stuff, but yeah, they don't like force you to do it. And they they give you plenty of um, plenty of uh, uh, resources to just collect while you're playing. So. Yeah, it's a, I enjoy that game, so. Yeah. Well, cool. I just wanted to kind of kick this around a little bit and start a small discussion about it because I think I think it's a really good rule to live by. And I was thinking of it when I first read it in the context of tabletop RPGs. I feel mm-hmm. like tabletop RPGs are terrible at this. It's oh, always about. Totally agree. Read this cool system and here's 200 pages of this awesome system we built. And it's like, okay, but at what point do I get to role play? And at what point? is it about the character that I'm playing? And at what point is it about the story that we're creating at the table? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's something you do. Okay. Well, thanks for the 300 page manual for nothing. That's wonderful. The moment well, when I you mean, have set up that, time of like 15 to 30 minutes is no bueno. That, that even <laughs> happens though, with like some DMS in tabletop games where like they design, oh, sure, they yeah. design their whole world and oh, you that's don't, a huge problem. Yeah, you don't play it the way they wanted it played. And then, you know, then they get for upset sure. about it. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's a great example. They they create the bridge, mm-hmm. and then, and it goes both ways, right? They create the bridge, and then you blow up the bridge, and they get upset. Yeah. Like I needed you to cross the bridge. <laughs> yes. Or yeah. or the other way, where like they create the bridge, they do the like, yeah. So you're gonna cross the bridge, huh? Huh? And then you yeah. cross the bridge, and they blow it up while you're on it, yeah. and you're like, okay, that's For sure. I'm not having fun. So. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. As per experience has. That was the the one thing I got rid of. Uh, I dropped caring about right away, uh, easily on the first try of being a DM, um, or I guess GM in the case was letting somebody create the narrative, and not myself. So that it, it's a hard skill to learn, and mm-hmm. I think that you, Justin, well, and now we're talking about RPGs. What? Uh, <laughs> you? I think you, Justin, benefited from the fact that you hadn't had a giant gaming history where it was the other way around and probably that um as somebody who did have (laughs) the giant history it took a long time to work through it was almost like therapy level stuff that you got to work through just to get to that level of like making your brain fit that shape (laughs) so yeah it's like okay now i gotta make something up yeah okay got it yeah yeah so anyway uh well thanks for the chat and uh, i i read yes. that and just was really inspired by it in a lot of ways and and i think that a lot of times especially in the strategy realm that sid meyer likes to play in it it often falls off where i think the designer puts themselves in the game too much as if this is something mm-hmm. that should be um worshipped or is this is something that should be considered amazing because they built it and it looks beautiful and check out this system and it's like, did you check with the player to see if they actually think it's cool or having fun with it? Because um, maybe you should talk to them. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a good topic. Good. I'd like to talk about it eventually more, too, because it, it is a a good question slash thing to ponder about, too. It'd be fun to come up with more games where we could talk about specifics on why we think that they missed the boat or maybe we think they didn't miss the boat and why we think it's awesome. So I think maybe that will be a later topic. Sounds good to me. Uh, with that said, you want to jump right into our off the beaten off the trail. Beaten trail. 
<clears throat> and I will go first. Uh, are you are you gonna I'm... are you gonna get mad if we go off the beaten trail? Oh. Ed, take <laughs> <laughs> it. No, I I guess I don't know. It was just um, you know the whole design aspect thing that we were just talking about. No, no, no. Okay, fail. You're okay. Fa- you failed. Fail. Failure. Uh, you went off absolute. the beaten trail, and now we are upset. I don't yeah, like this oh. game. I don't like this game. <laughs> um so this is cheating yes 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 hate me uh this is a game that just kind of came out uh Baldur's Gate 3 uh it's not really old um so that kind of doesn't fit this MO here but uh it is something that I look forward to actually playing because it gets to me uh, I find I'm finding it harder and Josh probably knows this and same with Ed maybe is finding like a good uh D D or a fifth edition group to play with for people who actually want to play. And I feel like this will itch that uh scratch. Scratch that itch. Wow. That <laughs> I mean I, 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 I play fifth edition, so Right, yes, but okay, well not you. But anyways, oh, okay. uh I, I like this game a lot just by watching it. And it already piqued my interest. And no, I have not played any of the other Baldur's Gate games, which They're great. You know, is crazy. Uh, but they this are. one in particular looks really fantastic. I love the roles. I love watching people who have never played D and D or anything like that play this game on Twitch and get so frustrated <laughs> <laughs> with the rolling mechanism. RNG, it's so RNG. good. Good time. It's so good. Um, so yeah, it, it. I don't. Um, I think it's on multiple platforms, but. This this game looks fantastic, and uh, I can't wait to uh, play it. Do we know the actual release date? Because everybody this last um, week seemed to get a um, early access copy. Yeah, and I, I I really want this game. I really want to play it. The original games were fantastic, and I mean it's got really really big shoes to fill. So I'm I'm not holding my breath necessarily, but yeah, um, it's a, it looks it says awesome. available now. So I guess it's out. It looks out. Okay. Yeah. So go buy yeah. it now. <laughs> what if yeah. those? What if those shoes are clown shoes? Though is it still okay? Interesting. Yeah. They're, Steam is considering it an early access game. Okay, so it is still early access. That's interesting. And it's sixty buckaroos, so it's it's not. A... I heard there were a lot of bugs in the early access version. Oh so... yeah, you can see, you can see it in the Twitch streams. I oh, think boy. there's a update coming this next week that's supposed to help some of that. So. Um, but oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. The original games yeah, are amazing, so. so hopefully they are close to those or something. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, but that's my that's my pick. Well, I'll go next. Um, I'm gonna pick one that's an old standby uh, called Company of Heroes. Ooh. And good game, great game. I, I a game came out this last week called Iron. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna blank on it. It's a new RTS game. It's uh like a Russian steampunk RTS game. And it just got me in the RTS mood to think about RTS games. And so I just, real-time strategy is what I mean by RTS, uh, for those that don't know. And so I was thinking about Company Heroes um, and just how fantastic that game is. I mean, so many RTS games are about base building. And I think that Company Heroes really struck a balance between having a base of operations and still having really good missions that are challenging and you have to take your time with and be strategic about. So um, the first one I have played quite extensively or enjoyed quite a bit of it. 
I haven't played the second one, though I hear it's still pretty good. And both are on sale right now. Um, the first one is yeah. $4, and the second one is $1 on Steam. So if you don't have them yeah. already, go buy them because they're fantastic. Yeah, this is a fantastic game. I had a, a family friend. His father literally only played this game almost every single day for most of my kid, most of my childhood life. I should probably say what <laughs> it is. It it's, it's a real-time strategy game in World War II where you control um, troops around a, a, you know, I don't know, pretty minimal battlefield. It's not like a giant battlefield, but um, no. you move through objectives and you have to take um, cap points and, um, you know, you got to be strategic with your tanks and your tanks. artillery and your, your troops. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's really a lot of fun. It is. You know, at first when... I saw that. I, I thought it said City of Heroes. No, that was no, a great game different. too, but that's gone. <laughs> yeah. I played yeah. the crud oh, on that game. I, I did too. I played a scrapper. Did you? I, I can't yeah. remember what I was. I was, uh, what was the one where you shoot energy? And that's the one I was. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, and you could fly and stuff, right? Yeah, I was flying around and just shooting giant balls of fire at people. It was a lot yeah, of fun. I can't remember. Can't remember what those are called. Yeah, it was a fun game. It's too bad it's gone. Yeah. But so Ed, so my pick. I guess I'm going to be the oddball because like I'm not playing like you know these fancy uh, RTS games or or you know D and D type games. But <laughs> maybe it's because I've been playing Genshin that I'm like sticking with like the whole JRPG aspect. But uh, I wanted to recommend uh, Lunar. Silver Star Story Complete. Um, it was a game that I believe originally came out on Sega Saturn. Yes, it did. And then, yeah, and then they re-released it on PlayStation. Um, kind of like touched it up and stuff. And then I know, I know you can get it on PSP, Vita, and I think you can get it on PlayStation Network. I don't know if you can play it on PS3, but um, definitely recommend that game. It's a game that I played like way back in the day, and I just fell in love with it probably because i like anime and jrpgs but um we couldn't tell <laughs> it's very turn-based and uh it it's it's a lot different from playing final fantasy but i i don't know there's just some charm about that game that i just kind of fell in love with and uh i definitely recommend um people go ahead and try that there's a sequel to it as well um, Lunar was always on my list of wants to play. Like ever since it came I, out, I was always like, "Man, that's that looks just like a game I would really love." And so, it's always been in the backlog. And you know, I, I thought you played it. I've never owned it or bought it, but it's always one of those, you know, that I'd love to play and just really get into and enjoy. So yeah, I, I'll have to pick this one up at some point. It's it's right up yeah. there with Sukaden Two and. Breath of Fire 3 and 4 and uh, a number of like really touchstone JRPGs that I just never got into or played. Um, so, yeah. So I, I recommend then before you play Lunar that you play Final Fantasy 4 because I feel that a lot of inspiration for Lunar actually came from oh, Final nice. Fantasy 4. I've played uh, a good two to four hours of 4 and really enjoyed that game. But um, I just never finished it, so I, I, it's on the docket for recent Final Fantasy games that I want to finish. <laughs> so yeah, if you if you play and finish four, 
then go play Lunar. I just want to see if you notice, like, the there's a lot of things in there that are very similar to 4. Nice. Yeah, I used to get this game and Lufia and um, yeah, Star Ocean all Lufia. mixed up all the time. But uh, Lunar always looked awesome. Just the character models and everything. So, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Well, sirs. Sir? Is it, is it that time? It is, I think, that's I think it's time. that time. I think I'm done talking to you guys. Oh, he said it. <laughs> I think I'm done talking to you, yeah, too. I'm done as well. Oh, talking to you, to you, to you trees. And to all a good night. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye. All right, bye.